let's go, let's go, let's go. Happy opening day, everybody. Softball season, it is here. Opening day from Porta Vallarta as the Sooners. And, oh, I don't know, big long winning streak. The Sooners in three consecutive national championships. A quest for a four-peat begins today. The uh, Loves Field grand opening is uh, around the corner for Sooner Nation. It is uh, an exciting day. And really, we'll be following along with you live this morning. First pitch slated for 1030 versus Utah Valley. So as uh, the action unfolds in front of us, we will, well, we won't be doing play-by-play because that is uh, that is against the rules, my friend. We cannot do that, but uh, we'll be following along in earnest with you. And then uh, later on this afternoon, Oklahoma gets a reasonable test right out of the gates here to start this 24 softball season. Number nine, Duke, later this afternoon. That is uh, slated for a 1 o'clock first pitch. Josh Elmer saying good morning, everybody. Welcome in. This is the Plank Show. Uh, Sands, one Chris Plank, who, of course, understandably, he's getting ready for the start of softball season here in uh, a little less than an hour and a half from now. Connor, good morning, my friend. How are you? We welcome in Connor Pasby again today. Good morning, Josh. And you're right, man. It's an exciting day, opening day of college softball. We finally get a look at this uh, OU softball team to continue their dominance. So, yeah, should be a lot of fun, and 10.30 will be happening during our show. So good to be with you, Josh. Yeah, we get to live it live with everyone uh, this morning from out here at one of the uh, great places. This is uh, Caven's Group, where we're hanging out at today, your local remediation and mitigation experts uh, for any of those emergencies when it comes to the following. Water flooding your business, fire damage that needs to be cleaned up fast to get you, well, doing what you need to do, which is back in business, and then uh, mold and crime cleanup, emergency board ups, you name it. Uh, we'll be telling you how Caven's Group can help you today. Norman and OKC, the number 405-573-3048. Just plug it into your phone book. That's what we always say, 405 405- Five seven three thirty forty eight in Tulsa, out in T Town nine one eight two eight two seventy six twelve. Look forward to chatting with Gary Cavins. Uh, we're thinking ten o'clock right off the the top of the ten o'clock hour, but uh, that uh, remains to be seen. Right, my uh, my man Gary Cavins stays busy. So as opening day is here, Connor, what are you looking forward to today? Uh, T R A Jennings, we know, is shifting over to shortstop. The, the pitching staff, uh, Coach Gasso, uh, we played a lot of the audio yesterday. Maybe we'll revisit some of that this morning. They've got six arms in the circle that they can feel pretty strongly about, and uh, it'll be curious, right, to see which direction they go right out of the gates here to start. Yeah, interested to see what these position changes look like. You mentioned T.R.A. Jennings, and uh, to me it's, yeah, the pitching. Who who gets game one, who gets game two, Kelly Maxwell, Nicole May. Uh, you just have so many options inside the circle. So I'm sure uh, Coach Patty Gasso is going to uh, switch around, make some changes in the circle to figure out, hey, who's my one and two early on in the season? They'll get a big test that second game uh, against Duke, a top ten uh, matchup there. Not uh, a bad place, I would say. Uh, Nancy Almarez Stadium out there in Puerto Vallarta. Not a bad place to start the season, would you think? 
It's it's beautiful up there. Yeah, they did it last year. Uh, Utah Valley and Duke, that's similar to last year, had the first two matchups. Yeah, it's, it's a great place to uh, play softball. Beautiful weather, uh, as you know. I will be fascinated to see the approach for Oklahoma, who gets the ball inside the circle to start and then versus Duke. And uh, for those you know, hanging out with us this morning, keep in mind uh, the, the ref, we're going to be able to carry OU softball on Friday and uh, Saturday right here for you. So you can tune in Friday night for Oklahoma versus Washington. will be a big-time early season matchup. Who, who gets the ball in that game against Duke? And then the one with us uh, on Saturday right here on the ref, who, who's going to get the, the start versus a really good Washington team? That, that's going to be interesting to, to begin this season. I'll be curious what, uh, what approach Patty Gasso and Jin Rocha take. And we heard it yesterday that uh, Coach Gasso and company, they genuinely feel, Connor, as though they can go starter, middle relief, closer which is just a a wild departure from where the sport of softball has historically been but hey that's the universe that oklahoma is living in and what do those dominoes look like this weekend and then you know in that uh, how much does that change and evolve as the season goes on i would not count anything from this opening weekend lineup in the circle as written into stone it's pretty cool to have that, Josh, that many arms. You don't really see that in softball. Usually you have uh, one pitcher that throws a lot for you, and then you have a second option. But OU, you got three or four arms you can throw in there. And we talked about this yesterday, but there's some talented freshmen uh, on this roster. I'm interested to see uh, who are some of those names that can find their way into that starting lineup uh, with a veteran group with Jada Coleman and Riley Boone uh, in that lineup as well. Oklahoma baseball, not too far away from starting its season as well. Obviously, uh, a week from tomorrow, it will get underway for Oklahoma baseball. Skip Johnson met with the media yesterday, as did uh, a handful of players as well. We can share some of that with you this morning, too. Just generally speaking, what do you think about OU baseball going into this thing? You kind of look around and uh, check out the lay of the land in the diamond sports world for OU baseball. D1 baseball, I know, thinks and expects Oklahoma will be an NCAA tournament team. What say you, Connor, as we get set for the Oklahoma baseball season? A little more than a week away now. Yeah, just following what D1 baseball has been talking about, OU, it feels like Skip Johnson uh, has some really good, talented arms that he got through the transfer portal and what he had from last year. And you do bring back some key players. Uh, Jackson uh, Nicholas is one of those, a second baseman for uh, OU Spikerman, we know, those are two impact players that you're uh, returning back. So it should be a lot of fun for uh, OU baseball this year. Yeah, pitchers out of the portal, Braden Davis from Sam Houston State, Gurton from Texas Tech, a couple of names that uh, probably going to help out Oklahoma a good bit. Uh, you know that Skip Johnson, as he Probably should, right? I, most pitchers would probably say, hey, Skip Johnson, not, not a bad guy for my pitching career hopes, right? Good guy to to go uh, attach myself to. He's going to find power arms. He's going to find talented guys. It's just a matter of putting it all together. They basically return the outfield the Sooners do. And, uh, again, D1 Baseball thinks that Oklahoma's an NCAA tournament team. But it's fun, isn't it, that uh, the, the diamond sports are back for Oklahoma? Yeah, great time of year, especially when you got two competitive groups. We know what OU softball brings to the table, but OU baseball, 
uh, you know, a trip to the national championship game, made it to a regional uh, last year. So OU baseball is returning back to uh, winning some games and being competitive uh, in conference play. Jackson Willits sounds like somebody that is going to step in and start at short for Oklahoma, maybe straight away which is uh, kind of amazing out of this signing class. We'll see about some of the other youngsters for OU baseball. But it is opening day for OU softball today, the uh, three-time defending national champions. What would be your biggest question for Oklahoma softball as opening day arrives for the Sooners? That's a tough question, Josh. I don't think there's there's any question uh, with this team. I I mean, I think you're, you're going to see some new faces, obviously, we see every single year when you plug into uh, the starting lineup. Uh, OU brings back so much experience, so man, I don't really know if there's really a question uh, for this OU softball team. I think they're going to be uh, pretty dominant again. Yeah, the, the question for OU softball is how and who, not what that, is going to happen, right? right? Yeah. You feel pretty good uh, about what's going to happen for Oklahoma softball is more dominance of the Big 12 and and probably a a fourth straight national championship when it's all said and done. But the the who's in a couple of spots will be interesting for Oklahoma and and how all of that is employed and and put together. But we'll get our first look at it in uh, this opener coming up a little more than uh, an hour from now. And then uh, obviously a double dip today versus Duke this afternoon. So how much can we take away do you think from from opening day? I think you can take a lot. I mean, just during this two game or excuse me, this two day stretch with Duke and uh, Washington, those are two really good matchups in non conference play uh, early on. And Patty will find a lot uh, about her team. We know people or fans of college softball keep saying, "Oh, you need to start scheduling you know harder in non conference play before you gear up for uh, Big Twelve time." Well, they did. You got Duke and Washington, two top ten teams. A bunch of folks uh, curious, as uh, will not surprise you, Connor, on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Where can you watch the games? Well, it is, uh, it is a flow softball kind of weekend, is it not? Flow softball, yes, early on. We're not quite uh, to ESPN Plus time yet. But uh, there's going to be a number of games that will make their way to ESPN Plus I'll see if I can't uh, dig back up that release that ESPN put out. Well, and how Here's, about uh, how about later in the year you got OU Texas? I think every OU Texas game will either be on ESPN, ESPNU, or ESPN two. So a lot which more, it should. Yeah, a lot more coverage for college softball on the main ESPN uh, sites. Say what you want to say about streaming and ESPN Plus. Feel how you want to <laughs> feel about it, and a lot of times people do. But, uh, man, the amount of baseball and softball coverage you get is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, off- it's awesome, especially in conference play. I mean, if it- every game's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Same with uh, baseball. Which, not to lead anybody down the wrong road when I say that, uh, yeah, we're talking a little ways, little ways down the horizon here because it is, uh, it is flow softball here to start. But, hey, you know, you can – you can watch along and listen with us. Obviously, uh, you know, Plank will be calling the game as well, but we will be following along live as it uh, develops today. It's sort of like a mini pregame show to some degree for us right here, right now. 
and then uh, we could just be your watch-along party on the text line. Uh, would love your reaction as it unfolds live with us this morning. 405-651-3439, again, is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Opening day, can you believe it? It uh, feels like it wasn't too long ago, right? We're celebrating a third straight national championship. Uh, then you're gearing up for a football season, and all of a sudden you look up, you blink, and uh, here we go again. It's uh, it's showtime for the Sooners. You know, earlier this week, Connor, in years past, it would have been uh, a landmark day. It uh, would have been a landmark day for National Signing Day, and it's just kind of funny. Maybe Toby and TJ talked about this this morning, but it's a totally different world we're living in now where basically everything is done and has been for Oklahoma in December, and that was obviously the case this year for the Sooners. There wasn't any late shuffling to the Oklahoma 2024 class, and and so it was it was done, right? But as you finalize with National Signing Day, it gives us, I guess, across the board, a couple of final names ended up in the – confirmed spots right terry bussey with a&m probably a couple of other names we could look at as well in this signing class across the board nationally and you look up and all i'm saying is it's a much different world that oklahoma is about to embark on in the sec which uh, we all know right but let's share some of those numbers with you from the recruiting end of the equation for uh, oklahoma football and uh, why, hey, things are going great on the recruiting trail, but obviously they need to keep climbing, Connor, because you look up and uh, as uh, what, uh, to steal a phrase from Aladdin, it is a whole new world that Oklahoma is embarking upon as the finalized national recruiting la- rankings would indicate. We're hanging out, Cavens Group. It is the Plank Show this morning. Josh Elmer alongside Mr. Connor Pasby, where the text line is open for you. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. The uh, the Sooner women they got a big dub last night. We can talk about that. It is opening day for softball. Low hanging fruit question. We'll just we'll go right back to the well, Connor. We asked it yesterday, but with the uh, the excitement of opening day here, probably we can revisit. What are you guys most excited about today and for this season for Sooner softball? Curious to hear everybody's uh, submissions on the text line but let's do talk a little football when we return underway from cavens group today it's the plank show back after this back with you here good morning everybody plank show on an opening day thursday josh elmer alongside connor pasby where we are hanging out today from cavens disaster response group cavens group they've got you covered in really almost any type of disaster or emergency situation They are your local remediation and mitigation emergency experts when it comes to the following. Water flooding your business. Obviously, you got to get that extracted and uh, and get things figured out, sorted out as quickly as possible. Fire damage that you need cleaned up quickly so you can get back in business. Mold, uh, you don't want to wait. We've said that I don't know how many times here at Cavens Group that the the big mistake really for a lot of this water extraction mold is waiting you need to get that out call Cavens as soon as uh, you think there might be a problem 405-573-3048 in Norman and Oklahoma City just plug that number in Tulsa 918-282-7612 so the 
2024 signing class for Oklahoma. It is officially how you say, Connor. It's in the books. National Signing Day is behind us. And we knew this We knew this after basically you found out that Dominic McKinley wasn't really going to be a factor for Oklahoma and maybe a name or two others. But uh, the, the class from December, that, that's where it wound up for Oklahoma here in the spring. But you look up and you see the team recruiting rankings, and it's, it's different what Oklahoma's about to be dealing with. Oklahoma ends up signing a great class, okay? And this is just 24-7 sports team recruiting rankings. 28 signees, uh, 19 four-stars according to 24-7, one five-star according to 24-7. That's number eight nationally. That's pretty doggone good, right? Okay, well, that is fifth in the SEC, fifth behind Georgia, Alabama, Texas and LSU, those uh, those programs in front of Oklahoma. So I guess the question becomes what Oklahoma has done these first couple of years, and I think they've recruited remarkably well. They've went and done some things that Oklahoma had not done over the last decade and change or however many years. The, the defensive stars seemingly that Oklahoma has been able to find in the Peyton Bowens of the world, the Atabares, David Stone uh, in this class. They're trending for maybe a Jonah Williams in the next class, if you believe some of the recruiting predictions and forecasts that are out there. And that's what it's going to take, right, to take Oklahoma where we want this program to be. And yet, has Oklahoma done enough, Connor, when you look up and there's seven names in front of you on the uh, the final signings day uh, board? Well, I think they did a really good job, Josh. Back-to-back years for Venables and the staff to recruit well. Top 10 class, number 8 overall. And when you look at the top of the list to the bottom of the list, it's just so spread out on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, something we're not really used to. So Venables and the staff, they got some guys on the defensive line and a linebacker play as well. The top one, obviously, David Stone. Uh, How critical was it to – you know, keep him committed and signed and build this class around him. So I think OU did uh, another another really good job on the recruiting end. Rivals, by the way, has Oklahoma up to number seven nationally, and uh, they would be fourth in the SEC. Georgia one, Alabama two, Texas three per the Rivals recruiting rankings. Pretty wild, huh? So the, the other question I think is this, Connor. How does, how does Oklahoma handle that on maybe not entirely a week-in, week-out basis in the SEC, right? I mean, there is still uh, going to be at times a Vanderbilt on your schedule. There is going to be at times a Kentucky on the schedule, which Kentucky's about as good as that program's ever been, right, with, uh, with Mark Stoops leading the show but there's programs that aren't these historic powers that maybe don't recruit like, say, well, I don't know, the program's just listed right there. Georgia, Alabama, Texas, LSU. Tennessee was uh, 14th in this recruiting class. Florida, 15th. So there's programs that are a little bit further down the board that you'll get to play. And yet you kind of look at where things stand for the Big 12. Do you know who the highest-ranked team in the uh, – in the recruiting rankings was out of the Big 12 in this cycle? 
I do not, but I know they're <laughs> pretty low for talking like nationally, like on the list. What would you ballpark their ranking at? The highest signing class for a Big Twelve team. Thirty-three. Not bad. Not bad. That's actually really close to the second highest ranked uh, Big Twelve squad. If you're looking at two four seven sports. 24-7 sports rivals, they agree, Texas Tech, the best Big 12 class. That was 24th. 24th, okay. Well, I just, well, Josh, that just goes to show how OU and Texas just carried the way in recruiting in the Big 12 and the rest of these teams that are in the conference and the teams that they brought in. They still haven't done a great job of recruiting. I think, is, I think Tulsa's still ahead of Oklahoma State in the team recruiting rankings. Or that could have changed, but I knew I knew Tulsa was ahead of Oklahoma State at one time. Let's see where did Tulsa wind up here? I have uh, I will have to hit the load more <laughs> button, Connor, and I will have an answer for you. I think in short order. It was it was very funny to see that though. Uh, what I'm looking at: Tulsa 54th, Oklahoma State 56th. Wow. Tulsa, <laughs> by the way, Tulsa finished one spot behind Iowa State. They finished, obviously, two in front of Oklahoma State. They finished three in front of Kansas State. So that's where these Big 12 programs are ranking in the, the final recruiting rankings. And, and obviously there's a transfer portal you can use. I mean, there's other ways, right, outside of just the signing class. But, again, how is Oklahoma going to navigate this jump to the SEC? I've always sort of been of the mindset, Connor, the – the Sooners will rise with the tide. They will, as they go into the SEC, I've thought it would help Oklahoma's recruiting. I, I feel like the last couple of years have been indicative of that as Oklahoma has started to recruit better. I also think, and I'm hopeful, that Oklahoma will respond to the challenge of the schedule and the week-in, week-out talent that it will see in the SEC. There's no show up and take a quarter and a half off and expect to come away with a bunch of wins in the SEC. The league's too talented for that. Yeah, too talented. I mean, it will help OU's recruiting even more in the SEC, but you're also going to have to, you know, battle more with some of those top dogs in the SEC, continue to battle with Texas, uh, getting the best players from Texas to come to Oklahoma. Is anybody concerned out there on the text line about this, about the the jump in week-to-week talent that Oklahoma will see. Uh, again, recruiting, not the end-all, be-all, right? Signing classes, not the end-all, be-all. But it does give us at least some sort of a framework to think about, at least according to these evaluators who not entirely, again, a foolproof science, but a framework for who sort of has the most talent. And uh, Oklahoma in the Big 12, they were right there, neck and neck, or behind Texas by just a hair. They're going to be trying to play catch-up a little bit in the SEC. How concerning is that to everyone out there? Because that is, it's going to be a different world. To the phone lines we go. True Sooner has been patient here in hour number one on opening day for Sooner softball. True Sooner on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405-329-9000, where you can jump in as well. True, good morning. What's happening, Joshua? Man, uh, not a lot. I'm just like everybody else, tick-tocking down an hour away from uh, Oklahoma softball season. Cannot wait. So I wouldn't be shocked if they threw, like, Kirsten Deal today in the first game just because you've got Duke and 
Is a Washington waiting on the horizon? Duke uh, uh, this but, afternoon, Washington tomorrow night. You know, but I think that softball is so different from baseball that you could still you could start Nicole May today for a couple, you know, let her play half the game or something, but she still could play tomorrow. Uh, but I'd be really shocked if Nicole May didn't start the first game at Love's Field. I think that would, uh, you know, maybe be a little bit disrespectful. You know, I think she need. You know, I think she needs to start that game. She's she's she she definitely paid her time. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes. That's uh, uh, that's but, a reasonable point you're making. I, I hadn't really considered any of that you know who would get the first start in the circle and what the lineup right. would look like for that game but in terms of in terms of paying your dues yeah uh, however you want to phrase it right nicole may has has been uh, the model program teammate so i'm with you i think uh i think that's a good idea of what you're suggesting there that she should get that start at love's field yeah and if I had any concerns at all, I mean, you know, this team, you did lose Jordy Ball. I mean, you can sit there and say, well, you know, it was a wash with Kelly Max. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, Jordy Ball, there there just wasn't anybody on her level. If you saw that last game um, of the championship series, they weren't going to get a hit off. I mean, they weren't, they weren't going to. Florida State didn't have a chance. Elite. You know, Elite she, uh, yeah, in the circle. Yeah. And that's not anything to – I'm not disrespecting May or or Maxwell or Kirsten. You know, none of it. it's just that Jordy Ball was just she was just on. You know, they're all on level ten out of ten. She was up there around twelve. You know, and so and the way she pitched last year, I, I realize she she lost one game, but I mean she was so dominant uh, when once they got to the you know once they got to the playoffs. You know that so I, I that's the only thing is will they be. As dominant, I mean, they probably will be because they've got enough other stuff around her. But man, that's that's the only question I can think of: was will they be will they be able to just miss a Jordy Ball? You know, now they won the national championship basically without her, basically uh, two years ago. Well, and I, I think that if if you say, and I think it's a reasonable uh, thought that you're throwing out there that. This team does not have, let's say, the the best pitcher in America, right? Or the right. Uh, most outstanding pitcher at the Women's College World Series. It's not like they don't have really, really talented pitchers. Uh, Nicole right. May had a fabulous season. Maxwell has been in really every spot that you can be in, and uh, and been and been great in just about every spot you can be in outside of okay the championship series at the women's college world series right so they uh Akini has a ton of experience yeah. monticelli i think uh, is only yeah. going to get better deal was uh, the top rated signee right so look there i hear what you're saying but they're also not hurting no they're not hurting i'm just they just don't have i mean and and nicole's record would would, would prove i'm wrong but I just feel like that that's the only, you know, if you're, if you're splitting hairs, you got to think, do they have, you know, and Nicole May, I mean, she was undefeated last year, <laughs> you know, and here we're saying that they possibly don't, you know, but, but you know what I'm saying though, Jordy Ball, there was just something a little extra special. She's got the it. She's got the it yeah. factor. Yeah. And they've got three aces. They probably got three aces on the staff anyway. So it's probably not going to matter anyway. Uh, but but that, that's the only thing I can think of. You know, Tiari Jennings, she's not going to have a problem going over short. That's not going to be a problem. You know, the, 
you know, that's so that you know, Kenzie Hansen. That's I mean, maybe maybe you have a question as a backup catcher. Maybe maybe that's the only thing if Kenzie goes down for a couple games or something. I mean, Ludlam, I think uh, they feel good about right. Right, that's the only things that I can. I and I I was going to ask you something real quick about this. Uh, you, you know, you were talking about Dartmouth. Uh, the basketball team is now employees of the program, of the school. Mm-hmm. You know, this road, and I'm not saying that the whole you know NCA is going to go down this road, but if it turns into a situation like this, and you guys may have already mentioned, I hadn't, I hadn't heard you talk about it, but, I mean, that's a bargaining, you know, union bargaining situation. I mean, who's to say we don't lose seasons, uh, strike seasons because of this down the road? I- yeah, I mean, that, I, I hate to other, even think that, about that. I mean, that's why I don't know. I can't imagine it going through and being a. But I mean, you know, everything seems to be favoring the players right now, and they're going to be all about being unionized. They, they'll you know, want so. the yeah some sort of protection uh, in that way, probably. And yeah. obviously, if we get to that point, then it, it is what it is, right? That will be a possibility. That exists. That yes, uh, you could lose a season, and you hope uh, you hope it doesn't happen. I mean, in sports, we we've seen yeah. it right across the board in a number of professional sports, and yet uh, you'd have Training to say that way. few few and far between, right? I mean, we, there's been instances, but it's not a, a regular thing that happens. Generally speaking, it sounds like there's a lot of threats that it could happen, and then typically it doesn't. But obviously, we've seen it, and uh, and that would be disappointing. Yeah. How much of a presidence is that going to set uh, with, Dart- with Dartmouth? You know, I mean, is that well, going to set up? I I just I think mean, we're headed that way. Uh, it's you know, attorneys, the attorneys are all about attorneys are all about you know showing you know previous you know presidents on what's happened. You know, so I look at all their cases. <laughs> I will be fascinated to watch, and I don't know what the timetable is, but what's going on with Petiti and Sankey and everybody mm-hmm. in that advisory group, that's the future of college sports. What Whatever they come up with uh, probably is what's going to stick, and uh, and let's hope it's something that most of us can feel good about, right? I don't well, think you, you're not getting rid of uh, some sort of some sort of compensation for players. I don't think the days of uh, folks being able to transfer to some degree is going away, but let's hope maybe it's you have – Six years to play four, right? In the second transfer, maybe you do have to sit out a year. You don't lose that yeah. year, but you have to have to sit out a year. I just hope that they can come together and create something that is positive change for for college athletics. Well, and the recruiting part of it, you asked a question. The recruiting part of it, if, as long as though you can have a top ten class, I mean, you can't sit there and look at. It. I know people are freaked out on recruiting and stuff, and they're, you know, like you said, there's five teams ahead of them in the SEC. Though. You know those players; those are players that may or may not work out. Those, who knows? I mean, when you've got that, when you got a top ten class, you can't you can't sit there and go, well, just because there's five teams that are ranked ahead of Oklahoma, and that means we're going to finish sixth in the SEC. Yeah, the it doesn't work that. Way. It doesn't work. First that way. title that Clemson won was not built on this well, house of number one classes, right? I mean, they the they uh, developed guys and then they won it, and then obviously they climbed that ladder. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say Oklahoma's. You always want to be climbing that board, right? But I think they can win yeah. with where they're at right now. But, hey, True, I appreciate it, man. Hey, man. We'll see you, buddy. Got to run. Hop it to a T.O. 
bunch of your texts on the other side right here. It's the Plank Show on the wrap. Back with you, hour number one right here. It's the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby hanging out from Cavens Group where Chris and the roofing team, they're fantastic here at Cavens. And they're here to tell you that, hey, if uh, storms from this past year have not had a roof inspection, it's time to give Cavens a call and get that roof inspection. The, the roof inspection, it's always free. That insurance clock, though, it's ticking to make a claim on your roof. Or uh, if you have the claim on your roof but you have not had the roof replaced and uh, you know that you have to get it done, call Cavens and let their insurance specialist work with your insurance. 405-573-3048, Norman and Oklahoma City, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. To the text line we go on this opening softball day, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I like this. A little positivity from Brooke this morning. Flow softball is $30 per month, which, by the way, in case you're wondering, hey, where can I watch this game? Flow softball this weekend. Uh, Brooke writes us, flow softball is $30 per month. Just think of it this way. A single softball game ticket is about $30 or more. So you're getting to watch a whole tournament this weekend and the Mary Nutter for $30, and then you cancel. That's right, Brooke. We also had another text that asked if they should get the monthly subscription or pay $150 a year. I would say get the monthly one so you can cancel, and then once you get closer to Big 12 conference time, conference play, then those games will be on ESPN+. Plus. Right, yeah, so – Probably, if you get the, let's see here, let's look at the schedule. If you get the monthly package right now today, that that pretty well covers you, does it not? No, I think it does, yeah. For uh, for what's going to be on Flow Softball this year? Let's see. Looking ahead, you got ESPN Plus for the Cowgirl Challenge. So that'll be uh, coming up next week. And then the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic will be on Flow Softball in a couple of weeks. And uh, then after that, I think I think you're good. Yeah, so just those yeah, just those two tournaments early on then. Yeah, so that's that's what you need it for. Definitely get the the monthly if you're thinking about, hey, I want to watch. You probably don't need that uh, annual. You can you can save there. Fun little softball tidbit. This is out of the six one four. Kinsey Hansen and Riley Boone are the last two players from the 2020 class at OU. They've only lost 12 games in their career at Oklahoma. Most teams lose 12 or more in a season, Connor. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's just insane, man. They've, they've played a big part in OU softball in uh, their career. And, Josh, you know in this era of college athletics, it's tough to keep players you know, at the same school your whole uh, college career. So, yeah. Cap off to uh, Kenzie Hansen and Riley Boone. They've, they've, they've done such a great job in their career, and they got a chance to uh, end on a good note this year. Several from the Broken Arrow Fat Boy. I'm hoping Oklahoma softball can get to 100 consecutive wins. That would be phenomenal. Would be insane, Josh. That is crazy history that we're talking about. That would also be uh, a heck of a start to uh, this season. <laughs> No, oh, be yeah. a lot of wins. <laughs> yeah, be a lot of wins. I'm not saying they can't do it though. I, 
this team, I'm not going to put anything past them. One more here from uh, Broken Arrow Fat Boy. You guys are delusional, according to Muleshoe. You can't recruit top talent to Oklahoma. Oh, yes, you can. That is uh, one of the worst quotes that uh, he's he's delivered. I know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not one of those, you know, stomp the feet up and down and we hate Lincoln Riley, we hate Muleshoe, but some of the remarks he's said since leaving Oklahoma, just why do you say it? You can't, root, uh, you can't recruit to Oklahoma? Well, maybe you couldn't, but you can recruit to Oklahoma. This is a blue blood program. You should feel like every year we're in the top ten recruiting classes and we're trying for top five. We're trying for that number one spot. To say that, hey, I'm going to USC because I can recruit there but not here was just so bad. And it's not just about getting five-star wide receivers, which Lincoln Riley did constantly to fill up the recruiting class. You can go get four-star, uh, five-star guys across the board uh, on the defensive end, which is not what Lincoln Riley did. The uh, exchange that Kevin Wilson shared was uh, pretty good in case anybody missed, uh, missed this. Tulsa head coach Kevin Wilson broke down an actual text exchange with a recruit. Uh, talking NIL. Let's share it with you next as we work our way toward closing our number one. You, you won't want to miss this. It's uh, This is vintage, right? Kevin Wilson just owning the press conference. It's pretty uh, phenomenal stuff. We'll uh, take a timeout, come back, wrap up our number one as the softball season for the Sooners. Connor, we are inside of an hour. Let's call it 40 minutes away from first pitch, the Sooners and Utah Valley. Josh and Connor, this is the Plank Show, hanging out from Cavens Group today. Back with you live from one of our favorite places, hanging out at Cavens Group today, and we welcome in Gary Cavens, who is, he's, uh, well, he's training as he always is. Gary, first off, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Good morning, Josh. How are you? I'm doing doing great. We miss you here, but uh, I know you're hard at work. What uh, what training are you undergoing this morning? We're doing some uh, additional mold training down here in Texas, and uh, we've got some. Uh, uh, we've been here all week uh, since we came in Sunday night, and we'll leave tomorrow evening and head back to Big Norman. Uh, but we uh, we've been down here in Waco, Texas, doing some hands-on training and uh, several different uh, going over all all the new methods for mold removal, mold testing, and all that kind of stuff. You're always staying up to date with the latest, the greatest, and uh, we know mold prevention is so important. Uh, but uh, for everybody maybe that doesn't, why is it so important to prevent uh, any of the mold damage that, you, that they have out there? Well, it's important because, number one, you don't want damage to your property. Uh, mold causes damage to your property. It makes it hard to sell your property uh, it devalues your property. Um, also, mold can deteriorate wood. So if it's in a crawl space or in a wall or something like that, it can start calling, causing dry rot and, and, and several other different things and start deteriorating it down. But most importantly, you know, I'm not a doctor or anything, but for the health and safety of your family. Um, you know, um, there's allergens and molds. There's uh, there's a whole bunch of different stuff. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. I can't get into all that. But there's a whole bunch of different stuff that mold can do that affects the health and safety of your family, your employees, uh, your occupants. So, you know, it's important to uh, make sure that if, you know, you have a water intrusion issue uh, that's turning into a mold issue, that you call the team at Cavens. 
um, and the commercial team at Cavens when it comes to mold um, for your business, uh, for your industrial facility, uh, for your uh, building that you're renting out to tenants. Um, we can come in and we can help you with that, and we can help come up with a plan of action to resolve the mold issues and make sure that, uh, you know, it's a safe and healthy environment for your employees. We uh, we know, Gary, that the, the weather is, well, it's nice, right? It's pleasant uh, in OKC and Norman right now, but it might not stay that way throughout the, the spring, uh, well, until we really jump into the spring. So winter, that wintry weather, if it comes back, what do people need to be ready for? If it does come back, you know, I mean, just be, you know, uh, make sure you're unhooking your faucets, your hoses outside. Make sure that you're, you know, dripping your faucets. Make sure that, you know, you don't have, um, make sure you're not getting water intrusion um, through outside walls, through your roof. Really, water intrusion is the big thing, you know, as far as uh, mold that you need to watch for. Okay, and I, I know you got to get back to it. Uh, what do you think? Softball season, opening day, how excited are you? No, I'm super excited, super excited. I wish, you know, I mean, I, it's, uh, you know, we love OU softball in our house. Uh, Jessica is all about it. And, uh, you know, Jessica uh, coached um, softball for several years at Longfellow Middle School in Norman uh, when she was a teacher. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're just all about it. That's awesome. Well, Gary, uh, I know you guys are constantly improving and innovating. Good luck with the training, and we'll, we'll see each other again soon. Outstanding. Thank you so much, Josh. Gary Cavins, uh, one hour in the books. We'll come back and we'll play a little Kevin Wilson for you next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.